1: Okay, we're coming to you here on Monday afternoon after a phenomenal weekend in Las Vegas, where we saw Manny Pacquiao turn back the hands of time, defeating Keith one-time Thurman, Dan Canobio, for a special edition of Inside Boxing Live. We're going to be joined in a little bit by Marcos Villegas, who is the unofficial scorer for Fox Sports and the creator of Fight Hub. He was sitting right next to me at the fight um no we're not in studio this week but i did want to get something down for you guys and uh record and uh marcos is a great guy and uh unofficial score he was sitting right next to me ringside um it was a really long weekend in in vegas uh i'm home now in new york slept about 15 hours yesterday uh on sunday and i am ready i'm caffeinated to talk about one of the better fights of 2019, a fight that belongs in the Fighter of the Year discussion, and uh, just a great performance from from Manny Pacquiao. Turn back the hands of time yet again. Uh, I thought maybe sitting there ringside that this was quite possibly the last time that I was going to see Manny Pacquiao in action. Because if he would have lost, it would have been a especially if he would have lost by via knockout or got beat up, uh, it could have been the last fight for Pacquiao. It was in the back of my mind, um, but unbelievable performance from Pacquiao. Also, a great performance from Keith Thurman. I know Keith Thurman brought a lot on on himself in this fight, especially in the lead-up with everything that he talked about, you know, all the comments about crucifying Pacquiao and retiring Pacquiao, T-Rex arms. Listen, he got handed a lesson on Saturday night instead of himself afterwards. He said uh, it was a lesson and a blessing, uh, and he did not make up any excuses. He gave Pacquiao all the credit I thought that Keith Thurman came out of this fight as a winner, despite not getting his hand raised. I expect him to be back, and we'll talk more about that with Marcos uh, later on the show, what's next for each guy. But I want to talk about the actual fight. Um, I mean, it was a fight of two two halves, I thought. I thought that Pacquiao came out really strong, especially in that first round with the knockdown. And and let's just talk about that knockdown for a minute. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you, it was a very pro-Pacquiao crowd. I would say 90% of that crowd was in there for Pacquiao, and it was more than just the usual. I think that if Pacquiao threw a jab, the crowd went berserk. I mean, uh, it was very loud for Pacquiao. His ring walk was electric. You know, the first round, a little side story here, and and this was almost like one of those stories where you had to be there to believe it. Right before the fight, Pacquiao is standing in his corner. He's bouncing around. Uh, It's moments before that first bell is about to ring. Me and my father, Bob Canobio, started Compute Box, of course, We're ringside, and we look through the ropes, and we make eye contact with Pacquiao. And we smile at him, and he winks at us and smiles back. And me and my dad look at each other and go, did that just happen? Did he just wink at us? It was a really cool moment that, of course, you had to to be there to understand. I know it doesn't come across that way, but it was just wild. That's just a little side story. But as the fight went on, the first round, I thought you know Pacquiao came out strong. Uh, Thurman came out strong He was a little more calculated He said he was going to throw a lot of punches in this fight And he didn't I'll get into that in a little bit He went below his his average Especially his last fight with Jose Cito Lopez Pacquiao dropped him Dropped him early It was a vintage three punch combination from Pacquiao He went to the body with the left hand Followed up with a short right And and Thurman went down like a ton of bricks He went down like he pushed him out of a window in a high rise in New York City I couldn't believe it it was extremely loud in there. I look over to my left. I see Keith Thurman's wife. She was shocked. It was her first time in Vegas. It was her first time seeing uh, her husband fight. She began to to cry a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think the fight was over right then and there because, you know, Thurman got up right away. It was almost like a flash knockdown. But that was a stunning moment, and I think that laid the groundwork for the rest of the fight, especially with the perception that the fans had because I thought that this cl- fight was a lot closer than a lot of people had, you know, looking at Twitter and talking to people ringside. I thought it was maybe, I didn't score the fight. I thought it, I could see 7-5 to five for Pacquiao. Uh, I didn't see it as wide as some people had it. Um, I thought that Thurman had a lot of good moments in this fight. He was hitting Pacquiao with flush leather. Especially in the second half of the fight. Once Thurman started to move in there. Something that I thought he was going to do at the onset of the fight. And he didn't. Once he started sticking a jab out which he didn't throw a lot of jabs either. But once he started sticking a jab and he started using his his lateral movement, and and, and Pacquiao was starting to miss. And that's when Thurman would follow up with these counter rights, or you know, lead lead rights, lefts to the body, rights to the body. I thought Thurman fought a, a good fight. I didn't think it was as wide as as people thought. I thought he landed many many uh, you know good power punches. He actually outlanded him one ninety two to 113 in the power department Thurman landed 43% of his power overall Thurman outlanded Pacquiao 210 to 195 that's only 15 landed punches people 15 landed punches over 12 rounds is 1.2 punches around the difference this was a closer fight this was a close fight I think the judges had it right Pacquiao won the fight and now you have to move on uh, t- to talk about Manny Pacquiao. I mean, unbelievable performance. I was most impressed with, with Pacquiao's power. I was most impressed with Pacquiao's output. He averaged 57 punches thrown around to just 48 uh, for Thurman. Pacquiao also landed 82 jabs in the fight. That's a career high for Manny Pacquiao. He's has over 70 fights. He's never landed more than 82 jabs in a fight, and that's when he landed on Thurman. I thought it was a good game plan uh, for Pacquiao to box a little bit and also use his speed, which he did. You know, another thing that I was really impressed with, with Manny Pacquiao, was his ability to win rounds late. Thurman would do, you know, one and a half minutes, maybe 90 seconds to two minutes of really solid work. You know, he touched him a lot to the body. They weren't like the, the, most, the hardest shots, but he was touching him early on, uh, Thurman, especially in the middle rounds. But then Pacquiao would do something at the end of a round, on the final minute, and kind of steal the round. And that's crazy for a 40-year-old to do. His motor is still there. Pacquiao's motor is still there. You take a look at, uh, at the breakdown here. I found, I went back into the CompuBox database. The first minute of, the, of the, each round, Pacquiao averaged 4 of 11. That's when he stepped on the gas pedal. In the second minute, 8 of 25. Third minute, 7 of 20. That's remarkable for a guy who's 40 years old. And he saw that with the body shot in the 10th round. It came later on in the round. You know, Thurman had a huge ninth round. The momentum was starting to get back into Keith's uh, side over those middle rounds in the second half of the fight. And then Pacquiao hurts him with a body shot. Pacquiao found something, in, you know, found something from within over the final couple minutes of the, each round. <laughs> I mean, it was it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable performance. For Manny Pacquiao, we're going to talk with Marcos next about what's next for, for Pacquiao, what's next for Keith Thurman. There's a lot of people talking about uh, Mayweather rematch. Mayweather was in attendance. He, he walked right past me. Uh, you know, Errol Spence was in attendance. Of course, if he gets past Sean Porter, who's, who had a really good press conference before the fight, they announced it. I was over there in the press uh, tent. That fight's interesting, Porter and Spence. I mean, I thought they were friends, I thought they were friendly, but they f- went from friends to foes real quick. I mean it started the press conference started off pretty cordial, and then they la- opened it up to questions, and that's when Spence started stepping on the gas pedal on, on Porter, telling him, you know how come you've never fought in Ohio? you can't sell a crowd, you don't sell tickets if you if you box me, I'll knock your ass out." And that's when, you know, Spence uh, Porter started chirping back, too. And it got pretty heated over the final, you know, couple minutes of that press conference. But I think that uh, Spence will get past Porter. I think that's the conventional wisdom there. And then we'll see potentially Pacquiao versus Spence, which I... Don't think we'll end up well for Manny Pacquiao. I wouldn't be shocked if if the PBC does put together that fight. I don't think Pacquiao is turning down anyone at this point in his career. I think there is a plan in place for a unification bout. I think that's always been the plan with this kind of this this little quasi tournament that we have seen unfold right now in front of our eyes. You know, Pacquiao first Thurman. Pacquiao picks up the, the WBA belt. Uh, of course, Errol Spence and and uh, Porter both have belts themselves. So that has been the plan all along in this little PBC tournament with the winner hopefully getting Terrence Crawford. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Pacquiao versus versus Errol Spence. Would not be surprised at all. But would also not be surprised if they say, you know what, Errol Spence is too big. He's a very, very big welterweight. He uses both hands. He goes to the body. I can see him kind of uh, brutalizing Manny Pacquiao in the ring. But could we see Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather? Yes. Sign me up for that. I will take some of that. Because I think the fight has more juice now. I think there's actually a case to make this fight. Where a lot of fight fans would have rolled their eyes a month ago. Before this fight. Before we saw this version of Manny Pacquiao in there. But it just comes down to this Floyd want to do it. He's 42 years old. He hasn't been in a competitive fight in a really long time. His last three fights are Andre Berto, Conor McGregor, and Tenshin Nasagawa. <laughs> that isn't exactly a murderer's row. Uh, look at Pacquiao's last couple fights. He's he's more active. He's fighting legit Walter weights. He's fighting guys in their primes, and he's taking their souls. He took Keith Thurman's soul in there, Manny Pacquiao, and it was a very vibrant Manny Pacquiao, it was a resurgent Manny Pacquiao, look early in that fight when he did the Ali shuffle, come on, Pacquiao never does that stuff, that's why I really think, I'm going to get Marcos's thoughts on this, I really think that the trash talk got into uh, Pacquiao's head in a good way, I think it was big motivation for him, I don't think it's the end-all be-all, I think you have to be in great shape, which he was, I think you have to have the boxing skills, which obviously he does. But, you know, when it comes to being 40 years old and a guy in Manny Pacquiao who's done it all, a little extra motivation, sometimes you need it. And Keith Thurman certainly provided it for Manny Pacquiao. But, you know, hats off to Keith. He said all the right things after the fight. Could have easily made up excuses. How many times do we see in boxing when fighters make excuses after they, after they lost the fight? Even Manny Pacquiao did it with against uh, uh, Mayweather. He went to that press conference, first talked about his shoulder, made it, uh, I mean, it ended up being a valid uh, injury, but, you know, kind of looked at it as an excuse. Then he says that I really won that fight. No one believed that you won the fight, Manny. Miguel Cota was another guy that always complained after a loss and, and claimed that he won. You can't fool boxing fans. I always say that. You can't fool them. So I thought Keith Thurman did an outstanding job after the fight of, uh, of saying that, yes, I lost to this fight. Uh, I'll be back, which I think he will be back Now there's this stuff circulating online About Keith Thurman gambling Adrian Broner, of all people Was the, the source here, saying that he was gambling With Keith Thurman at 3am Oh yeah? Show us the pictures Show me the bruises. That's Roger Mayweather said, show me the pictures That Keith Thurman was out gambling I know I saw something resurfaced I, and I was on my Twitter timeline at Dan Canobio Of Keith Thurman at a craps table Oh, so you're telling me that Keith Thurman Has to stay in his room, locked up For the entire fight week, like a robot, he can't go out into the lobby. He can't go out into the casino, play a few hands, blow off some steam. As long as he's not out partying, drinking, even if it was three AM, we don't know his his sleeping patterns. We don't know how he deals with stress. So I think uh, a lot of this stuff with Thurman is is I mean he's he's a he is a. A target. I mean, he brings a lot of it on himself with the trash talk and whatnot, but come on, let the guy live. I think that he showed himself really well on Saturday night. It was Manny's night, but I thought Keith came out on top, and he'll be back in some big fights. He'll probably fight Adrian Broner. Adrian Broner says that he cooked him afterwards. Give me a break, Adrian Broner. You wish you could have fought like that against Manny Pacquiao. You wish you could have put a performance like that. You didn't even throw any punches in the fight. You should be lucky for that payday, and be lucky... That you're gonna be fighting Evan Evan Redcatch next, okay? So I don't really take that. I take that with a grain of salt with uh, Adrian Bronner. But all in all, great weekend out in Vegas, out there uh, from Thursday on. It was uh, Fox did a great job promoting the fight. Uh, it was great to catch up with a lot of people. Met Booker T of WWE fame. Interviewed him, uh, who was a real big boxing fan. I talked to Luis Ortiz. Uh, no new uh, updates on when he'll be fighting Deontay Wilder, but he says the fight will happen. He says that Deontay Wilder is the only heavyweight that has the balls to fight me, which I thought was interesting. He didn't, doesn't think much of Anthony Joshua either. That's Luis Ortiz. And uh, Andy Ruiz was in attendance. I thought it was one of the better moments of the telecast when Andy Ruiz joined the table with Ray Mancini, Chris Myers, and Deontay Wilder. And you saw a genuine segment right there. You saw Deontay Wilder thought it was a, it was kind of in awe of Andy Ruiz and being able to take out Anthony Joshua, you know, life-changing money. I thought that was a really cool segment, and it got me thinking, if both guys get past and keep winning, Anthony, if uh, Andy Ruiz wins the rematch with Anthony Joshua, and, and if Wilder gets past Ortiz and Tyson Fury, no easy task, that's an all-PBC, that's a Fox pay-per-view, that's four belts on the line. Deontay Wilder, Andy Ruiz, Woof! sign me up for some of that, because that's a huge pay-per-view. That's really getting down the line. That's, let's just get, they got to get past each of their guys. But it was an all-in-all great night of fights. You saw uh, Caleb Plant go out there and destroy Mike Lee, who I'm not sure looked like he's never fought before. <laughs> that played out like we thought it was. I think uh, Caleb Plant is a uh, really good champion at 168, and uh, I could see him getting in the ring with Benavidez should he get past Durrell, which I expect that. that's going to be a co-main event. September 28th on the uh, Porter-Spence card. Lewis Neary picked up a win. F.A. Jagba looked pretty solid, a heavyweight uh, contender. Uh, the Figueroa-Ugas fight was unfortunate because it really sucked the life out of the building. <laughs> I mean, uh, and that's, I fully blame Omar Figueroa for laying on Ugas, but Ugas looked pretty good. I could see Ugas getting himself into uh, contention. You know, many people thought that he beat... Uh, Sean Porter. I can see Ugas getting in there with Danny Garcia. I can see Ugas getting in there with Keith Thurman. I mean, put Ugas in there with Broner and let's see how Broner does in that fight. I mean, uh, Ugas uh, certainly looked good. He'll, he'll bang a drum for a fight, and Sergei Lupinets took out his opponent, late replacement with a brutal knockout, uh, which was big. All in all, great night for boxing. Uh, uh, one of the fights of the year in contention. Manny Pacquiao comes out on top, turns back the hands of time. Man, that arena was wild on Saturday night. One of the cooler uh, fights that I've ever attended. Uh, going back for many years, uh, going to fights and, and working. Um, just a great fight. Great fight, and, and it, it just revitalizes boxing. It's, and, and The second half of, of 2019 has a lot more big fights. So kicked off the second half of 2019 with a bang, with Manny Pacquiao getting his hand raised. Now, let's turn it over to Fox unofficial scorer Marcos Villegas. Our next interview on Inside Boxing Live is brought to you by Jack Doyle's Restaurant and Bar. Jack Doyle's Restaurant and Bar located just a few steps away from Madison Square Garden and Times Square. Go into Jack Doyle's for all your entertainment needs. From happy hours to birthday parties to private events, Jack Doyle's has you covered. Once again, that's Jack Doyle's Restaurant and Bar located on 240 West 35th Street. All right, let's bring now Marcos Viegas. He is Fox unofficial ringside scorer. He is the founder of Fight Hub TV and the owner of the best hair in boxing journalism. He joins us right now on this special edition of Inside Boxing Live. Manny Pacquiao, Keith Thurman, reaction piece. Now, Marcos, I always said the Mondays after a big fight are the absolute worst because your adrenaline is just now worn out. The traveling is over. The fight is over. I don't know how you're feeling the same way. I'm feeling today on Monday. I am just completely wiped out, but also in awe of what we watched on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, man, I'm beat up from uh, the
1: week. I got there, like I
0: was telling you uh, earlier, uh, on Monday, and it was just a long week. There's just a lot of stuff going on. They announced the uh, Porter Spence fight, and uh, yeah, these it, it, it fight weeks. You know, what a lot of people don't see is is there's a lot more to uh, just doing the interviews and stuff like that. You know, there's hours spent, like, editing and running around trying to get these guys to do interviews and all that. So (laughs) it's it's a long week. But, yeah, man, that Pacquiao Thurman fight was great, man. It was uh, back and forth. uh, You know, I I thought it was going to be, you know, not one-sided, but I thought it was going to be fairly all-manny, which in hindsight it was. But, you know, Keith provided a lot of – uh, high spots in the fight And uh, you know it was a lot On his part He showed a lot in that fight Because especially when he got hurt in the 10th round You know a lot of guys would have like Taken a knee or quit And somehow he he pulled through it And managed to continue the round there Yeah that's something
1: I've been saying In the lead up to this fight with Keith Thurman Is there were two things that I was looking at In this fight it was his punch output Which was way up against Lopez It was like uncharacteristically high for him and also his willingness to overcome adversity. And that's something he's done in his whole career. You know, he was hurt to the body against Colazo. He was hurt in that seventh round against Lopez. And after that seventh round against Lopez, he went on to outland Lopez, like, better than 2-1. to one. So I agree with you that he had many instances in this fight where he could have folded up and quit, especially that first round with the knockdown and then the tenth round with the body shot. But he didn't. And that's Keith Thurman. I thought that you are right. There were some moments in this fight uh, where Thurman... Was, was either, like, touching Pacquiao a lot, but there were also a lot of huge power shots. He actually outlanded him, 192 to 113 in the power department. He landed 43% of his power. You know, me and you were sitting right next to each other. We had easily the best seat in the house. And I didn't quite understand how so many people had Manny in a wide blowout. I thought that Thurman landed some huge shots. I do agree that Pacquiao did win the fight, but let's not just erase Keith Thurman's performance. I mean, he landed huge shots on Pacquiao, and you heard Pacquiao after the fight give a lot of credit to Keith Thurman, that he had heavy hands like Ant- Antonio Margarito. Yeah, you know, he he rated this Thurman fight
0: as one of his uh, hardest fights, and, yeah, he did say that, you know, Thurman's power was very similar to uh, Margarito. Um, you know, listening to the, uh, the telecast, I know, you know, Joe and, and uh, the others had it fairly wide, for Manny and I remember um, there'd be a few rounds that I'd be hearing and I'd be like, no, it, it's a lot closer than than what you're saying, man. And, you know, because uh, Keith, like you mentioned, Keith landed a lot allowed power shots, but he, he was also point touching Manny in, in a lot of those spots. And yeah, Manny would come and land a, fl- a flurry, but you know, you got to remember, like you're you're looking at at the round as a whole. You're looking at the work that was done the entire three minutes, not just, you know, the last 30 seconds or or the last minute, and you have to remember, you know, the, the work that fighter A or fighter B put, you know, the work that the clean punches that they landed, uh, you know, jabs, power punches, uh, punches to the body. So, you know, a lot of those rounds, you know, I, I would keep a mental tally of what like, Keith was doing and what Manny was doing, and, and you know, I, I gave him a lot of rounds. I had it 115 to 112, but, you know, I remember when the – Fight finished, I looked over to you, and you said, you know what? I, I could totally see it being what you said, a split decision or a draw?
1: Yeah, draw was my first reaction, and then I was like, nah, wait a second. Because <laughs> I was yeah. counting Thurman. <laughs> I was counting Thurman, so I watch a fight differently through CompuBox than any, like, I mean, me and you probably watch the fights like, differently than anyone in the arena and, and the judges as well, but I was counting just Thurman. So I'm looking at Thurman's shots, and I'm thinking, man, I'm listening to the broadcast. That headphones on. And I'm like, yeah, they're really saying that Manny's running away with this. But no, like, these are some big shots. And, yeah, my initial reaction was I can see a case for for Thurman. But ultimately, I thought Pacquiao won. I thought that you know, me and you shared that same opinion that, you know, let's give Thurman a, a little credit here. But obviously, it was Manny's night. But going back to Keith, do you think that he regrets a little bit maybe the trash talk leading up to the fight motivating Manny? And then ultimately, his game plan he, those first four rounds, I think he was stalking Manny. I thought that he was looking for that, that, that one-hitter quitter. But it was the middle rounds where he had more success when he started moving around using his athleticism, you know, using the lateral movement. Because let's be honest, Manny, you know, he could be hit now. And he also he's not cutting off the ring. I thought that once Keith started moving around, that's when he started having more success.
0: No, yeah, he did. Once Keith started boxing um, and, and touch, touch and go, touch and go, first and last, uh, he won those rounds, and um, it makes you think, why didn't he do that the whole entire fight? You know, he certainly had the ability uh, to go ahead and do that. I, I know a lot of the uh, pre-fight talk was, was a lot of hype, you know, and I don't, think he, I don't think he regrets it. Yeah, it motivated Manny, but I don't think he regrets it because, you know, at the end of the day, all that talk got him paid, you know, and yeah. if the pay-per-view does well, he, you know, it's because Keith did his part in selling the fight.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: You know, in terms of the fight that he fought, though, um, I I thought he should have, you know, he has the ability to outbox Manny. He showed it in in those rounds. He was really complicating things, especially when he was working off the jab. But, you know, like you mentioned, I I was a bit surprised that Manny seemed to slow down a little bit in the middle rounds, and like you pointed out, yeah, he didn't do that great of a job of cutting the ring off. Usually he'll use the jab to cut the ring off, and, and he'll do like a little lateral fight step, to where he wants the guy, it, launch it uh, launches flurry of punches, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, certainly it's not the Manny of old where he was launching six, seven punches. Now, you know, it's it's two, three, four. Um, but I, I think overall, you know, Manny had the right idea. And <clears throat> you got to look at it this way, you know. If it wasn't for the knockdown, it, it could have possibly been uh, a draw in the fight. So you know, uh, either or. I, I think you know we came away with this fight with two things. One, you know, this solidifies even more that Manny's like an all time great, like you know mm-hmm. one of one of the all time greats. But the other thing is, you know, Keith Thurman, when compared to his contemporaries, is the most accomplished out of all of them and, and the most tested because at this point he's fought two of the top four. No, no, not even that. Two of the top five best welterweights in the world in, in Porter and uh, Garcia. And, and with this win, you got to put Pacquiao back in the mix. Before, you know, he, he was top five, but now you got to put him back in the mix as, like, top uh, two or three. You know, like Spence, Crawford, they, they haven't been tested the way that uh, Crawford has won it. I mean, excuse me, Thurman has went ahead
1: and tested himself. Yeah, I saw that tweet and I and I, I definitely I definitely agreed there and nodded along because you're right, Thurman has fought everyone. You can go back even further, you know, fighting, you know, Robert Guerrero at the time was considered uh, you know, an upper echelon uh welterweight. and Jose Lopez of course is a little faded, but you know, he'd been in the ring with, with some good guys. So Thurman certainly building a good resume and a lot of people like to knock a guy when he's down. How about Thurman this this video? we we'll get to we'll, we'll get to Manny in a little bit. How about this this Thurman picture, this photo of him uh you know Adrian Broner said afterwards that uh, he got cooked, which I come on, give me a break, and then uh Thurman uh was gambling and this photo resurfaced, and I just tweeted something out there that come on man, like these fighters are not robots like he he can't go out and and, and enjoy uh the hotel room, he can't go out and gamble a little bit as long as he's not out you know for three four in the morning drinking i mean these guys everyone blows off steam, everyone deals with stress uh, differently.
0: You know, I, I heard about him being out and about um, during the week at the MGM from the team members in Manny's camp, you know, because they, they show me pictures <laughs> of uh, them taking photos with Keith. And, and honestly, it, it is a bit strange because we don't hear of other fighters doing that. Usually they seclude themselves in the room and they just chill. But now you are right, everybody has a way of handling – Um, that week handling the anxiety and and, uh, the stress, you know, and people let that stress out in in different ways. You know, I know me, for instance, like when I'm stressed out, I need to just go outside and and go for a walk. And maybe he was feeling a bit of like, hey, you know, like I'm stuck here in my room. I just want to go walk around a bit uh, and um, distract himself. Now, you know, some of the things that Broner said, uh, especially, you know, there's people that are bringing up the fact that, you know, Broner never got knocked down, and Broner never got damaged like that, and, you know, I've seen these little YouTube yeah. bloggers, you know, bring up the, that fact and all that, and, and, you know, it kind of bothered me for one main reason, like, Keith Thurman actually went and tried to fight and knock out Manny Pacquiao. Broner did him. Broner just fought to survive in that fight, which is why he didn't touch the canvas. Well, the other thing, too, is Broner has a really great freaking chin, Definitely but does. for the most part, you know, Broner fought a very defensive fight, and because he fought a very defensive fight, the outcome was completely different than a guy who's willing to exchange, willing to go toe-to-toe with Manny. Mm. And that's exactly what Keith Thurman did. So when I started hearing that argument, I thought, like, oh, that's a bunch of rubbish, man. Like, you can't compare how Thurman fought to Broner because, you know, Thurman actually was fighting to try
1: to win and knock out Manny. Yeah, I don't want to waste any more uh, time on Adrian Broner. Let's move over to Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> He's got enough uh, publicity, Adrian Broner, isn't he us talking about him? Manny Pacquiao, let's talk about his performance. Wow. I mean, first of all, his ring entrance, I know we were right next to each other, and I started recording because so I was like, maybe this is the last time you see Manny Pacquiao. You know, once you heard the you know, eye of the tiger, he runs into the ring. I mean, the electricity in the building was there. It was
0: like
1: 90% Manny Pacquiao uh, crowd as. We've both been to a lot of big fights That place was really, really loud Uh, But then we we cut off the fight And and we get that that knockdown Let's talk about that knockdown And how loud it was in that arena I remember looking over and looking around And just completely shocked Uh, Manny still has it And I saw that my guy over at Boxing Memes Posted this this same exact combination He landed on uh, Miguel Cotto in 2009 And he brings it back here in 2019 It was a three punch combination I'm not sure if the body shot uh, got him, but that right hand, that short little right, Thurman to the ground, that first opening moment of the fight was wild.
0: Yeah, no, it was great, and, and every time I uh,
1: see Manny, I I always try
0: to make sure that I, I like, etched it in my mind, like, how it was, because, you know, any one of these fights can end up being his last fight, just because of the age and, and the style that he has, you know, you never know when we're going to go ahead and see him again, and if, you know, I know he has one uh, fight left on his PBC contract, but if, if he decides to retire, now would be the best moment to do it, you know, going off on a high like this, especially a win over a, a top uh undefeated welterweight. You know, uh, the arena was packed. Um, that first knockdown was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it came out of nowhere. And, yeah, you know, that, that combination that Manny threw, uh, he's been throwing it his whole entire career. And it's just you don't see that that other punch coming. And, yeah, you know, he he has slowed down a little bit compared to, you know, how he was, you know, when he was in his early 30s. He's just about a second off. and He's not firing off as many punches as he did. Uh, But, you know, he's still quick enough in spurts. You know, no one's going to be able to match his hand. No one at uh, welterweight right now is going to be able to match up his hand speed. Um, He's just still that much faster. And and it shows you how much better – Manny was in his prime, than everybody else. Were like oh, yeah. him and, and Mayweather were kind of uh, on the same level, and you know I still think if they had fought when they were supposed to fight, it would have been a, a whole different fight between him and Floyd, uh, a, a more competitive fight because you know Manny in his
1: prime was was just a phenom, it was something else to witness. Yeah, back in his prime, you uh, know, uh, Pacquiao was throwing like seventy punches around, uh, just not just an average. But uh, on Saturday night, he he still outworked Thurman. And Thurman, I interviewed Thurman earlier uh, in uh, the lead up to this fight. and He told me he was gonna you know fight fire with fire. He was gonna outwork Manny. He was gonna you know do this, that, and the other. But it was Manny Pacquiao who actually threw more punches around. He Pacquiao threw fifty seven around. That's up from his last couple of fights. Uh, you know he actually landed a, a career high in jabs. Pacquiao he did a lot of really good things in this fight. Landed eighty two jabs in this fight. I mean. You bring up Manny Pacquiao, and and, and uh, he might not still have like the timing, but let's be honest, he still can can uh, throw a lot of punches. He can still outwork a guy in his you know in his prime, in in Keith Thurman, and uh, you know just an absolutely outstanding performance uh, from, from Pacquiao, uh, the knockdown the, and the body shot. And I thought that another interesting thing, and I'm going through the numbers, I'm kind of dissecting them. I always do this on the following Monday, and this was the the uh, minute by minute, so we're able to go through. On the CompuBox program and find the minute by minute uh, uh, output, and this was something that we saw from Pacquiao. Is like Keith would come on and have like a really good like minute and a half to to the to the round, and then Pacquiao would do something late to kind of hold off Thurman. We saw you know he held him off in the, maybe the fifth or sixth round when he busted up his nose. He held him off in that in the, in the uh, tenth round with the body shot. But the first minute Pacquiao was four of eleven average. Second minute. 8 of 25. He ended the, each round, the final 60 seconds, 7 of 20, Pacquiao. Isn't that amazing for a guy that's four years old?
0: Well, I think that plays a lot to his experience as well, you know, knowing like, hey, you know, like I may have started at the beginning of the round slow. I need to pick up the pace in order to uh, leave an impression on the judges, which, you know, a lot of those rounds, Thurman would start strong, but then, yeah, he would start getting outworked and outlanded by Manny. Manny's just works at a different pace. You know, he comes from a lighter weight, and and those lighter weights, they just have a frenetic pace, and and that has a a lot to do with his his muscle memory and his conditioning that he's able to do that. And that also, him being a smaller guy, he's not a true welterweight, so he can work a little bit harder and and faster and have a a faster pace than these much bigger guys because he's a naturally smaller guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, his fight IQ is off the charts. I mean, I would expect it to be. 75 uh, into his career, and I think uh, Joe Goosen mentioned it uh, at one point during the telecast, that Manny knows exactly what he needs to do at any moment in, in a round. I mean, you saw that. Like, you know, if he has to, to throw a jab out there, like, we don't know Manny as a big jabber. He's never been a big jabber in his career. But to, to land 82 over 12 rounds isn't a lot, but it's a lot uh, for Pacquiao. So you, he's able to do things in there. Obviously, he went to the body a lot, and that's something that I touched on leading up in the week, is that um, you know, Freddie was telling him to go to the body more uh, in his last three fights. And, and I thought he went to the body well. And, of course, he still can go up top. But let's talk about what's next uh, for each guy because that's what we like to do in boxing. We move past the event and we think about what's next. We'll start with Pacquiao, the winner. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the PBC has set up this quasi-tournament where we could see a, a uh, you know, a unification. We're going to see somewhat of unification between Porter and Spence on September 28th, the plan was the winner of this past fight to face the winner of that. But you know, I'm seeing tweets for, uh, with Sean Gibbons uh, yesterday, and maybe today, where they don't—they want nothing to do with Spence. With Spence, they say that uh, he—who he, is he beaten? They're taking that route. You know, what can you see next for Pacquiao? Obviously, there's the Floyd fight, which is gaining some momentum. I'm on the record saying I want to see Floyd Pacquiao too. I mean, at this point, it kind of makes the most sense. Money-wise, it makes the most sense, but, yeah. you know, for Floyd, let's
0: see if it, if it makes sense. You know, he's saying at this point he doesn't need the money anymore, and he seems to be happy at retirement. I know he w- he was there ringside uh, watching the fight, and, you know, maybe it it might have gotten his competitive juices flowing, because I know um, with these boxers, that never leaves them. They they're all, they always have the itch um, uh, in terms of, like, wanting to, to get another fighter or go back in there. I know... He wants to have Manny fight the winner of uh Porter and Spence. Um you know, and I did see that tweet with Sean Gibbons and when I heard that I was like okay, they're they're posturing a bit. Right. You know, to me I when I see that I mean like they're trying they're they're already pre negotiating, you know. Exactly. Uh, you know, but Spence Spence is a big dude, man. And if uh and we saw Thurman land a lot of flush shots on Manny, even though Thurman is a lot more mobile than, than Errol Spence. Errol Spence is kind of like a come forward type of guy. It's going to be a really tough fight for Manny just because of, uh, Errol Spence's size, The guys like a middleweight, to be honest, you know? And, um, I think at this point, honestly, you know, I, I wouldn't blame Manny, even though Manny would say yes to the fight. I wouldn't blame his team to kind of go ahead and, and avoid Spence. I'm not saying it, it's, Good for the sport because you know you you live by the sword, you you have to die by the sword. You know they they did that with Manny when he fought Oscar, Um, you know, and and usually that happens in boxing. You know when you're coming up, they sacrifice the old guy to put you over, and then on your way down, they sacrifice you to put the new guy over. And uh, you know, certainly we could see something like that with the winner of this uh, Spence and Porter fight. But you know, Manny has that option. You know, there's this Amir Khan thing floating around. Um, you know, there, there's potentially you know other fights as well. You know, Manny's in a good position where because he's really one of the last remaining big draws in boxing, he could more or less pick and choose whatever he wants. And even if he does choose not to go in a fight with Spence, you know, I I think he's earned the right to go ahead and, and pick whoever he wants to fight, given the work that he's put in over the years and, and the people that he that he's fought, but. You know, I, I'm conflicted too because I just don't. I don't want man to see Manny get hurt, man. Um, you know, he, he's 40 years old. He has a, um, he's had a lot of fights. And I'm not saying because he's 40, but you know, I'm talking about like nature. You know, his style. At, at some point, it's gonna, it's gonna catch up. It catches up to everybody. He's already been knocked out once, like really bad, by Márquez. Not to mention the other two knockouts he had at the beginning of his career. Uh, so you know, I, I just don't want him to see him get hurt. And, and honestly, I'd rather have him have an easy fight with an American where it makes him a lot of money and then just have him retire and then be happy and becomes the president, the uh, president of the Philippines.
1: Yeah. You know, when he stood up on the ring after and he came to our side of the ring and he stood up there, it almost felt like he was waving goodbye. I mean, I would have been fine with him saying goodbye. Cause like I said, he ate a lot of big shots and, uh, Yes, I'm gonna put some some big right hands on him and ask for what's next for him. I mean, I could see all these potential things playing out. I could see, you know, he's contractually obligated to PBC. There, there was a plan in place for him to fight uh, the winner of Spence Porter, and a lot of people are are, are picking Spence uh, to win that fight. I can see him going and taking huge money in Saudi Arabia for a very winnable fight against Amir Khan, where he can make a ton of money. And another name that's not really being thrown around, but I'm going to throw it out there, is a guy that's somewhat of a free agent, but has fought his last few fights with PBC, whether it's been on Showtime or Fox, and that's a fighter that he's, going to, he's been rumored to be fighting years ago. That's Mikey Garcia. That could be a potential fight at 147.
0: Uh, I'd love to see him fight Mikey Garcia. I, I think that's a very winnable fight for Manny. Um,
1: it's a 50-50 fight.
0: A Mikey's fight. A great counter, yeah, it's a big fight, too. Mikey's a great counterpuncher. You know, Manny's a lot faster than Mikey. Uh, you know, that that's a very attractive and good fight for for him to go into as well. You know, there's also Danny Garcia, too. You know, Danny Garcia's a big name as well, but he doesn't have a belt. So, yeah, like, he has a lot of options right now. But, I, you know, to me, like, it kind of tugs in my heart. I think the best option would be for him to
1: just retire,
0: <laughs> you know? I know.
1: I, honestly, I, I, I would like to see that as well. I mean, obviously, I want to see the fight one more time, but I would have been fine with him literally after the fight saying, I'm done. I mean, how many times has he retired in the ring? Like four or five times? But yeah. this time, you know, this would have been like the ultimate, like happy ending. He wins, he beats the younger fighter. Uh, he doesn't just beat him, but he, he stands toe-to-toe with him. And, you know, after the fight, he's waving. He went to all four corners, and he, was, he had this look on his face that, like, maybe this is it. Like, maybe it is it. You know, you never know. Like, in the heat of the moment, you know, he can say that I'm ready to fight on. But, yeah, you, you know, it's, that it's, flight it's, it's, home must have been rough well yeah, in the
0: post fight you could even tell too he was like, Man, like this dude was tough. Like you you could tell he was like, Oh my god, I can't have to do too many of these fights, you know?
1: Yeah, it's wild. The guy's four years old. Like you said, you know, nature's I mean, it's undefeated. You know, mother it's undefeated. Father of time is undefeated. How many more wars uh, can he be in? But what's next for Keith Thurman? I mean, he I do think he'll be back, I think he'll be active. He can't afford to take another long layoff. Uh, there's a lot of money for him he made in his career. I could see him potentially, the PBC giving him, uh, you know, as in Keith phone terms, a get back fight where he, he can have another knockout and then maybe take on a rematch with, but Danny Garcia, I mean, your Danis Ugas looked, uh, pretty good. Adrian Broner is a very makeable fight, marketable fight, especially with Broner. I think he was like, the reason he said those things was he was kind of banging the drum, uh, for, for that fight. What do you think was next for Keith Thurman? Well, I think Thurman didn't lose anything with
0: his performance, um, he had on saturday you know I, I think his stock actually went up because people saw that keith actually went in and, and fought and, and really they they saw that part where he got hit with the body shot and he's been criticized that you know he can't take body shots which you know i don't care who the hell you are if you take a good shot to the liver you're gonna go hunched over and, and poop your pants and whatever the hell that happens spit <laughs> your mouth uh, out like what you did yeah before. exactly you know uh, and he didn't quit. He continued. So I think his stock went up. And there is a lot of lucrative fights. You know, certainly there's uh, the rematch with Danny Garcia that uh, Danny wants back badly. You know, uh, the loser of the Spence-Porter fight, whoever it is, you know, Keith can go in a fight with them as well. The Broner fight would be a big fight. Um, I think that'd be a good fight because a lot of people would root behind Keith uh, just because, you know, of how brash and outspoken uh, Broner is. Um, you know, but I think at this point, Keats will probably have one more fight this year, and I think it'll probably be a get-back fight. It won't be, like, an easy fight, but it'll be a, a tough opponent to go ahead and uh, get him back on track. I know in, in the post-fight, he had mentioned that, he, you know, he probably should have had another fight before going into this Pacquiao fight, but, you know, you can't blame the guy. He's not going to say no to a Manny Pacquiao fight. So I think, you know, that's probably what's on the horizon uh, for him.
1: Yeah, and, and me and you being in the, in the media and interviewing these fighters, I uh, have a special place in my heart for Keith Thurman because he's one of the best interviews in boxing. I don't want to see him go away, and he's obviously showed on Saturday night that he can fight, especially with a, with a legend. And he was a gracious, he was very gracious in defeat. How many times have we seen in boxing where a guy will make a million excuses after a fight, proclaim that he won, he'll go to his his deathbed thinking that he, he won a fight that he really lost. So i got to give Keith Thurman a ton of credit in that regard, too. I beat that boy.
0: I beat that boy.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know,
0: I mean, he, he didn't hear any of that. Yeah. No, he, you know, and, and Keith's only been really honest about that in his interviews, and he said it time and time again, you know, if, if you have what it takes to beat him, he's not as scared to let his, you know, his O go. Uh, and, you know, I think that's with any competitor, you know, in, in any sport, you know, like that's that's why they're there in that position. They want to test themselves against the best, and, and, you know, that's what drives them. So, you know, Big ups to Keith because he took up on the challenge. Probably not in the most ideal conditions because I'm hearing he had hand issues. Um, yeah. And you know, Tom, it Tom wasn't, Tom, right? Yeah, yeah. He and, and he complained about it in camp when I saw him too. But I, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody about it. But I, I kind of knew that he had issues with his hands coming into the fight. Um, but you know, all the credit to him, man. He he went in there and fought his heart out.
1: Okay, finally, is that uh, what does that rank in terms of fight of the year? I don't think it's ahead of Julian Williams and uh, Jarrett Heard, but I do think it's maybe se- second or third. Where do you rank that fight in the fight of the year uh, rankings?
0: It was a good fight, but it wasn't fight of the year. Like, let's no. not kid ourselves. It was not. It wasn't fight of the year. You know that Heard uh, Williams fight was good. For me though, still the fight of the year is the Joshua Ruiz fight. There you go. <laughs> That's the only fight that had me going like ballistic uh, about yes. you know what was going on, and, and that's how I judge a fight of the year is the ability of that fight to get me to go ballistic, have me jump out of my chair and start screaming like a crazy person. And, and so far, you know, that Joshua Reese fight is it, still fight of the year for me. Absolutely, and the, the looking forward
1: optimistically, there's a ton of good fights now on the second half of 2019. I looked at this as the first fight of the second half, and the second half is loaded with rematches. Uh, some, also some like new fights, uh, competitive fights. But so I think boxing is in a healthy spot. Marcos Villegas, you can catch him on uh, PBC on Fox as the unofficial scorer. Also check out his work on Fight Hub TV. He's the founder of Fight Hub does great work. Marcos, love talking with you, man. I'll see you at the next fight, buddy.
0: Uh, thank you, Dan. I appreciate it, my man.
1: Special thanks to our guest, Marcos Villegas, joining us here on a special edition of Inside Boxing Live, the Pacquiao Thurman Instant Reaction. Uh, it was a great fight. I'm looking forward to the rest of 2019. This weekend, we got a great one over on zone: Maurice Hooker, and Jose Ramirez. That is a unification bout. That one's going to be fireworks. And then down the line, we got more big fights in August. So Konaki's back in the ring on Fox in, in Brooklyn. August is a little light after that, but of course September gets it popping. We'll see who will be fighting on Mexican Independence Weekend as we know that Canelo won't be fighting on that weekend. There's, I can tell you right now, in all of the broadcast entities, all the promoters right now are scrambling uh, to jockeying for a position. Potentially could be Triple G. And you know, Leo Santa Cruz is, is looking to, to step into that one too uh, against Javonta Davis. Something to keep an eye on. But there it is, another edition of Inside Boxing Live. Next week, we'll be back in studio with more big guests. Dan Canobio signing off.